The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, here I am. But more importantly, you're here. I am so grateful for the moms and dads, etc., that listen to us. Uh, so welcome. I'm, you know, just glad to have you here. You know, on this show, we do fake it, focus, not focus. Well, I guess we fake it sometimes too. <laughs> we focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world because sometimes the world forgets how important mothers are. So raise your hand today if you think that America's youth are struggling with mental health. Did you know nearly 3 million children and adolescents are dealing with depression and that anxiety is also on the rise among our kids? How can we help as parents? Today on the show, the author of Unshakable Kids is here to help us with these issues in order to help our kids and grandkids. Lauren Gaines is also the founder of the online community Inspired Motherhood, which aims to help mothers and children thrive. So stick around for some inspiring mom advice coming up when Channel Mom returns. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. You know, I want to give a special shout out to our podcast listeners. I am so grateful for all the moms and, and dads that listen um, and, you know, I guess people maybe that aren't moms and dads who listen to our podcast. Our podcast has grown exponentially in the last six months, and we've got thousands of people downloading it now and so grateful for you. But I do hope more than anything, more than those numbers, that you individually are being blessed and helped and encouraged and, and changed in a good way by by what you get from our podcast. So tell your friends, share it. We're on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, etc., wherever you find your favorite podcast. But share our podcast if you think that uh, we can be a blessing to to a mom or or even a dad. We we welcome dads too. Jim's at the controls. He's a daddy. Um, yeah. So so grateful to you. Please share our podcast. Also a shout out to our friends from across the country who listen. To us, um, you know, from Oregon to Nebraska to Texas and then right here in Denver, also in Colorado Springs. 
you know, happy to have you guys join us today. And I hope today's show is a blessing to you. And also remember our friends that you have alternatives.org. You have alternatives.org. They have a really cool event coming up. I'm thinking about going to, I think it's October 7th, where they're going to have two pro-life people um, representing both sides of the aisle. A Democrat who's pro-life, um, you know, politician and a, and a Republican politician who's pro-life. And just to kind of talk about their different perceptions and, and you know, uh, how they bring their viewpoint into the political arena. I just think that's fascinating. Anyway, you have probably heard about the prevalence of mental health concerns among our young people and the fact that it's rising, those those concerns and, and those health issues. And research shows that the rise right now is dramatic. So what can we do about it? I mean, what parent does not want to have healthy children? We're going to work on healthy emotions and a strong spiritual life for your children today. Lauren Gaines is a writer, teacher, mother, and creator of Inspired Motherhood. And uh, she's got this thriving online community called Inspired Motherhood for moms to find practical tools to raise spiritually and emotionally healthy kids. I think that's also in regard to the book. I think I'm mixing two things up there. But her new book is Unshakable Kids. Three Keys to Raising Spiritually Strong and Emotionally Healthy Children. I love where she lives. She lives in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She's the mother to three children and the wife to Daryl. Welcome to Channel Mom, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because I know you're going to be a help today. Man, I was up late reading your book because I thought... I need, even though my kids are in their 20s, I thought I need some of this stuff just for my own mental health. All right. So speaking of mental health, most people would agree that we're in a mental health crisis when it comes to children and adolescents in America. Usually, I think the media fear mongers when it comes to stuff like this. But this situation is serious. They were reporting Mm -hmm. on this trend like a year ago. And that was partly because researchers were tying the upsurge, and you'll talk about this, in childhood anxiety and depression to the pandemic and what that caused. So take a listen to our show setup soundbite for the day from Good Morning America. We have a parenting alert now. The U.S. Surgeon General has issued a new advisory on a growing youth mental health crisis, warning that depression and anxiety in young people have doubled worldwide during the pandemic. Let's talk about that with emergency physician, physician Dr. Darian Sutton. Dr. Sutton, thanks for joining us again this morning. Break down what we see in this report. In a recent report covering 80,000 youth globally, it found that symptoms of depression and anxiety doubled during the pandemic, with 25% of youth experiencing symptoms of depression and 20% experiencing symptoms of anxiety. Also, ER visits for suspected attempts of self-harm have increased by over 50% among girls. Ugh. That's so heartbreaking, Lauren. And we're going to have you talk about these statistics. Just two things to add. You reference a newer survey that says that 16% of youth surveyed reported having at least one major depressive episode in the past year. And almost 3 million children and adolescents live with severe major depression. Um, and, and finally, you know, I was looking at the states that, that have the poorest pediatric mental health rankings. You know, they're, they're not necessarily addressing this. And, and three of them are states that this show airs in, Oregon, Kansas, and Nebraska. So I hope that you're going to be a help to our listeners in those states today. All right. So so let's, you know, look at those statistics. But then more than that, how do you see it? What are, what are moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas witnessing these days in their kids and their grandkids? 
Yes, it is just so heartbreaking. And you're right. I do think that sometimes the media, you know, creates these headlines to make us click and make us feel a certain way. Yeah. And so we have to factor that in. But <laughs> I also know that when they've just surveyed parents, they found this is after the pandemic, which again, anxiety was rising steadily for the last 10 years before the pandemic even happened. And then the pandemic kind of just like accelerated all of this. But they said that 71% of parents said the pandemic had taken a toll on their child's mental health. And 69% said that the pandemic was the worst thing to happen to their child because kids were isolated and kids already have so much stress growing up in today's world. There's self-doubt, there's school violence to worry about, there's bullying, and then just all this unrealistic expectation of social media, especially for our older kids. But younger kids are feeling it too because the truth is parents are stressed and feeling anxiety and we feed off the energy of other people around us. And so when we are anxious, our kids, we're their model. You know, we are, they watch everything we do, not just only what we say, but everything we do. And so if we don't have our mental health under control, how are our kids going to do this? But one other thing, Jenny, that I just breaks my heart is I think we, we see these statistics and we think, well, yeah, that's probably happening like in the inner city or like other families. But the truth is it's happening around us, maybe not to like a severe depression diagnosis, but a lot of kids that I know when I've worked in my church and in the school system are dealing with anxious thoughts. It may not be enough to be an official diagnosis or like need medication, but they're experiencing these levels of unhappiness and anxiety. And it's embarrassing to talk about parents do not want to admit it i don't i'm sure like all schools are equipped to deal with it and it's like you you feel like you're a bad parent if you tell somebody my kid is struggling yeah and i've had one of my kids have struggled with some anxious thoughts and other friends who've had kids and like every time we talk about it we cry you know because it it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to admit and you have to be vulnerable. And so I think it, we may think it's not happening in our community, but I bet it is. It's just parents don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to admit it to each other. Well, it's also maybe they just want to put their fingers in their ears and go la 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 because it's too painful to, to see their kids yeah. in that kind of pain. And I'm not saying that all parents do that, but I'll admit my own, you know, concerns about my children and um, the things that I feel like I've done wrong, which, you know, I, I am far from a perfect mother. Nobody is perfect. You say that in the book. But I yeah. do think, and, and I think a lot of moms feel bad about this. I do struggle with anxiety and fear. And I think I passed it on particularly to my eldest because he was watching what I was doing and I was only growing mm-hmm. in my faith at that point. So I wasn't kind of fully following God in, in his earliest years. And, and I think I passed on some fear and anxiety issues to my son Otis. Now he would probably say, "No, you didn't, Mom." And why did you say that on the radio and the podcast? But <laughs> but I I will just admit it. I want to be the first to admit it, so that other moms feel free to to just even think about it today and say, mm, "Maybe I you know I have passed this on, or maybe one of my kids is struggling with this." All right, so so I want to get straight to the meat of this book. The book, of course, is Unshakable Kids. Three keys to raising spiritually strong and emotionally healthy children. So let's get to those three keys. Go through them. Yes. So uh, after prayer and consideration, I came up with these three. First being the mind, which I think is one that we struggle with the most, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but is so important because we have over 70,000 thoughts running through our head every day. And 
a lot of them are probably not great. And some of them may be in our subconscious. We don't, we're not fully aware that we're thinking it, but if we pause long enough, we become aware. And so, you know, scripture says this, that we need to hold every thought captive. And it's also backed by science. Our thoughts have the power to affect our sleep, our immunity to like common, you know, colds and that kind of thing. Our metabolism, so many things are connected to our thoughts and our brain. And so, we really need to, my, the twist in my book is that to raise emotionally healthy kids, we have to be emotionally healthy ourselves. Because yes. as you just said, whether we, you know, intentionally or unintentionally pass some things down, like that happens. And so if we want to pass down how to take your thoughts captive and how to be confident in a situation, like struggles are going to come. We can't keep our kids in a bubble and just hope that nothing bad will ever happen. They're going to face challenges. And so if we can teach them to take that thought captive and say, no, this is who God says I am. I know he never leaves me. I know he says that goodness will follow me all the days of my life. Then that changes so much about the trajectory of their day. Oh, absolutely. And, so the mind- and, and I want to say, Aaron, we're, we're, Aaron, Lauren, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where mm-hmm. I gra- grabbed Aaron from. Um, Lauren, I want to say that we, we, I'm going to focus particularly on a couple brain builders at the end of this interview. So for any moms dealing with fear and anxiety, you've got some fabulous exercises. I was doing this last night. So so I, I love that you're going to be able to give that kind of advice. I do want to just quickly touch on the, the three keys. And I know you were already moving into healing from those keys. Also, I want to mention that you part you know your PR sheet says that a good deal of this book is dealing with the parents mental health before we get to the child's mental health because the two are connected so so thank you for bringing that up so so one of the key areas is the mind what are the other two key areas yes the next one is the heart and then this is probably one of the hardest chapters to write because I you know it's hard to read things I wanted people to know my tone but I'm saying this sweetly but we walk around with wounds, all of us, and some of them are big wounds. Other things are little because we live in a fallen world. And so there's going to be things that affected us and we need to get healed hearts so that we can help nurture our children's hearts and create a heart to heart connection. Because if we had difficulty making friends in school or had some like friend rejection then if our kid comes home and like, I don't know who to sit with at lunch, I can't find any, that's going to like touch our heart because we've walked through that. And that's going to maybe make us feel more anxious. It's going to bring up some past things that we've dealt with. And so we need to make sure that that is whole and we give it to Jesus so that we can best walk through these challenges with our kids instead of letting like wounds or fear dictate how we're going to respond. You know what I'm saying? Yes, of course I know what you're saying. And and again, in the last five minutes of the show, we're going to focus on a couple of exercises to get parents going in that regard to, to rebuild their mind and their heart. So so mind is one of the key areas that we have to be looking at in ourselves in order to lead our children well and, and working toward mental health in ourselves for the sake of our children. So don't feel bad. If you're if you're if you're paying for therapy because it could end up right. helping your child um, or, or if you sure. if you're in a Bible study to, to heal from some particular wounds because it could ha- end up helping or ministering to your child's heart. So I love that. So the mind, the heart and what other key or area do we have to deal with? The last one is identity, because truly our world has an identity crisis right now. And yeah. so I think one of the best things that we can do to kind of combat all that confusion that's happening is to 
tell our kids who they are in Christ and Mm -hmm. to really get that, you know, deep into their hearts and in their minds so that they know who they are and who they are as a child of God, because that change, I mean, that changes everything. That changes our perspective, that changes our confidence level. And so we look at, you know, scriptural backing of this, but then also psych- what does psychological research say about self-esteem and how do we do that well with our kids? Yeah, yeah. That, it's so it's so big. I want to make sure we get to to these exercises that I'm promising moms that you, you talk about the the common mental mistakes and then how to do brain builders that get both you and your children past them. Very briefly, let's just touch on this quickly. You you share some hilarious. Sorry that they're hilarious to me, but uh, they're <laughs> the hilarious and easy to identify with as a mom stories in the book, like a stroller walk you took with your daughter and she started to scream at embarrassing decibels and and that you had to jog her as fast as you can back home because she wasn't obeying. Um, So you talk about balance in those situations. And maybe even with our teenagers or 20-somethings where you say, you not only need to address how you're feeling when your child is acting out or acting in a wrong way, but decipher exactly maybe what your child is feeling and then also how you should plan ahead of time for for episodes where your child is not acting in the way that you want them to and what kind of action you're going to take in advance prepare for that. Yes, because those moments is when we lose our temper, right? And we don't want to do that. We don't want to yell at our kids, but they seem to bring out these like hidden emotions inside of us. Like, you make me so angry. How is this happening? Yeah. And so, yes, my daughter was like, it was like a perfect fall day, screaming her head off. And it was just like all my normal tools to kind of calm her down didn't work. And she wanted to get out of the stroller to go, you know, to walk, which is like a reasonable request. But there's a boundary here. Like, I'm not going to let you do that when you're screaming at me and when you're being just totally irrational. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need to have some patience. And it's okay, I think, to set boundaries. In today's world, parents are kind of told that if we set a boundary, we're going to damage, like psychologically damage our child's heart, you know, that we're going to be too mean and that they're going to have to be in therapy when they're old. That's just not true. No, children crave boundaries. boundaries. Children crave boundaries, yes. And so we can say, you know, yes, like you can walk, but you you have to be calm and you have to ask nicely if you want to walk. And that's okay to set those boundaries. So I think the plan ahead of time, know what your boundaries are and be consistent. And I've noticed too, when disciplining my kids, if I start yelling, then they just focus on my anger instead of their misbehavior. They're not focusing on what they did wrong. They're just like, you're being mean and you're yelling, which is true. Yeah. And so if we can remain calm, which I know is so hard, but that's where the self-talk comes in and like telling ourselves like, it's going to be okay. I can calmly do this. I can, I can handle this um, and respond and just let them know kind of what the expectation is. And they may not get it that time, but next time they'll remember. Like the next time we went on a walk, my daughter remembered, like mommy did not let me do this <laughs> oh. because I, you know, threw a fit. And so Kids, kids are smart. They'll learn. I think we just need to be consistent and we need to be calm when we set those boundaries. Yeah, that's good. And if you've planned it ahead of time, like I will not allow my child to have the thing they're asking for if they're screaming or if they're asking in a, in a disrespectful tone. That That's your plan ahead of time. Now you're calm because you already know what you're going to do. Um, so that's yeah. good. All right. So we've got about six or seven minutes left. 
I want to make sure that you focus on a couple of things so that parents can get the idea of how they can lead themselves through their own mental transformation in order to help their kids with, with the same kind of mental issues. You go through, in one of the chapters, common mental mistakes that parents make. And, and it's things like negative thoughts and fear. <laughs> Those were the areas I was really focusing on. And, and you talk about taking them captive and, and, and then you've got a way to rebuild the neural pathways. So can you t- talk very briefly for like 60 seconds about some of the common mental mistakes that parents make, but then land on like two brain builders that they can use with themselves and their kids to, to get past those common mental mistakes? Yeah, so these are things that adults and kids make. So one big one that I, when I like always talk to parents, they really resonate is I'll be happy when. And so we delay our happiness thinking I'll be happy when my kid listens to me or I'll be happy when I'm not woken up at night anymore. And so we just delay it. And then when that comes, you know, when we aren't woken up at night anymore, the boundary shifts and it's like, okay, now I'll be happy when I can go on a vacation or what, you know. It's constantly changing, and we're never enjoying life. And so one of the ways to, to change that mentality is to practice gratitude. And I know it sounds so simple, and you're like, I know people have said this, but it is so true that it really just changes your atmosphere. And I think we need to slow down enough to do it. The other day, I was on a walk, and normally I listen to a podcast or talk to a friend, I was by myself, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy nature. And by the end, I just felt so joyful. I'm praising God and thanking him for the blue sky and noticing what's around us. We're so busy that we don't pause enough to, like, recognize what is right in front of us. That's so big. You know, my my mom calls it navel gazing, meaning you're kind of looking at your belly button, your navel, because you're looking at yourself. And it's such a big thing to get up and look outwardly and say, I'm so grateful for my child's smile. I'm so grateful for that beautiful tree in the front yard. I'm so grateful that I'm walking, you know, and it is, we we overuse that gratitude thing, but it actually does work. So we have to discipline ourselves to do it. So, so what's another common mental mistake that parents make? And then another one that I talk about is this fear mentality. And so this is a big one because when this happens and we activate that fight or flight response inside of us, it's not good. We're going to feel it. We're going to feel our heart racing. We're going to feel, and that's what kids kind of focus on. Kids may say, my belly hurts or I have a headache because their their body is having a physical sign of what's happening in their brain. And so they feel anxious, but they don't know that it's anxious. And they don't know that their thoughts are, you know, sometimes causing that because they're worrying about the future. And so this brain builder I have used a lot of times is to get out of that fight or flight. We need to calm our bodies down. You know, we can't think rationally when we're in fight or flight. We're just not thinking correctly. Yeah. And so ways to break that are to turn on. And I I preface it with a Christian meditation because I think we have to be careful sometimes about what we're... You know, I believe in the Bible and yeah, so what we're yeah. consuming. And so we want to make sure the meditation aligns with our beliefs and is, is really going to help us and not really harm us. Uh, but going outside, smelling flowers, there's even research that just observing a flower does something to our happiness, male and female. You think that may only be like something that works for, you know, a woman, but that can work for men or boys as well. And calling a friend. There's something called changing the channel. And so that's basically you're going to distract or orient, reorient your brain so that it can calm down. And I think 
don't hold me to this exact number, but I think looking this up one time, it takes about 20 minutes for your heart rate to like, once you're in that fight or flight and you calm yourself down, it takes about 20 minutes to go back to that normal state of, of flow for you. Yeah. So it's going to maybe not happen immediately when you do these things. But yeah. one example I give in the book too, is my daughter was feeling anxious. And so she read a book and I had her read it out loud to me and she couldn't read the words, like concentrate on reading the words out loud and worry at the same time. Yeah, and I'm so going to interject here because we only got about a minute and a half left. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully said. And you can do that with your child and not just yourself, is, is to redirect yeah. them to, to something else because then they can't worry and do that thing at the same time. And I love, yeah. love, love that. So many good tips in this book. Brain builders, things to help not only the parent's mental and spiritual health, but the child's mental and spiritual health. It's called Unshakable Kids. How do people find you and the book, Lauren? Yeah, I mean, the book is sold wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. And then I mostly hang out on Instagram at inspired.motherhood. And then also in my email newsletter, a weekly newsletter with exclusive things just for those people. So that doesn't also go on Instagram or on my blog post. But uh, I have prayer guides, prayers to pray over your kids for the school year, and different templates of how to how to work through tantrums. Like, what, what are the steps? What do I need to do? Yeah, that's all so good stuff. All of that is on my website. Awesome, awesome. Lauren Gaines, G A I N E S. If you want to look her up, the book is Unshakable Kids, and <laughs> my kids are away at school, and I'm going to be reading it just for my own mental health, but also to bless them as well. So, thank you, Lauren, for writing the book. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, sure. My pleasure. Take care. All right. This is the time of the show. I say thank you, Mom. If you think nobody appreciates all that you do to raise your children well and to minister to your children and to cheer your children on, I appreciate it. God sees it and appreciates it. God bless you for all you do as a mama. Thank you for that. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. Also on Facebook Live, Monday Mom Prayer at Noon Mountain Time. We pray for you. Yeah. So grateful for you guys. God bless you. Have a good weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.